everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we have a holiday episode, and this is the last episode for a few weeks as we are taking some much-earned time to be with our families and our friends and just rest a little bit. Yeah. So this is our big holiday send-off. But before we get into holiday things, should we do some highs and lows? Yes. Let's do it. What is your high? You have a great high. You're carrying us both. I have three highs, but one is the highest high. So my new, quote, secret project that I've been working on on Rom-Com Pods was finally announced. It feels like such old news to me because we've been working on it for almost a year at this point. But we're partnering on a new show with Dear Media, and it's called Bone Mary Berry, which is a riff on Fuck, Mary Kill. It stars Sarah Hyland from Modern Family and Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows. And then it also has, oh my gosh, the cast is insane. It has Lucas Gage from The White Lotus, Adam Pally from Happy Endings, Josie Toda from the new Save by the Bell reboot, Trixie Mattel is in it, Franklin Jonas, the fourth Jonas brother is in it. Like, it is wild. It is very, very different than our previous shows. It's being pitched as a rom-com, but it's, ooh, it's got something for us both, Grace. There's also murder. Yeah, I listened to the first two episodes, so I know what's up. It's also quite raunchy. Oh, it's super raunchy. It's super deranged. I can't believe somebody let us make this. The the rough pitch is that this girl who is played by Sarah Hyland is uh, 26. She's like pretty messy. She's been fired dumped and evicted in the past year. And we meet her on New Year's Eve. She's heading to a New Year's Eve party. And she's like, maybe 2022 is going to be my year. And the narrator, who is her gay best friend, Gabe, breaks the fourth wall. And he tells us, ooh, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. But this party is still important because in the next month, she's going to fuck, marry, and kill three different people. And they're all at this party. So it's like part buddy comedy, part rom-com, part who done it? Well, she did it, but reverse who done it? Who did she do it to? It's going to be wild. I'm so excited. And it comes out in February. And so I'm so excited that the news is out there and people can be excited with us. Today has been wild. Today the news came out and people have been so supportive and I'm so appreciative and I haven't done anything except for like refresh different internet platforms to like <laughs> talk to people about it and watch people gush and I'm so happy. I'm so glad you can finally share this. Me too. Poor Grace has been so patient because I have recorded this into the podcast at least five times thinking that it was going to be announced and then it kept getting pushed. So she has listened to me pitch this 970 times and is excited about it every time. But now I'm more excited. I'm excited about the project, but I'm just excited about the people's reaction and yes, like, the um the ability. I'm just excited that you have this ability to share this with everyone. Yeah, like the project's obviously great, but yeah, I'm I'm so excited. It is making me so happy. I can't wait till February when people can listen to it. I'm so glad. I'm so excited to listen to more. Thanks. So that is my highest high. But then I have two other highs. So first, I was in Arizona for Thanksgiving, which is where my aunt lives. And I got to see two of my very best friends from when I lived in San Francisco who are both from Arizona. One lives there and one still lives in the San Francisco area. And I haven't seen them in nine years. And we had like a girl's night out. And it was so nice. That's the best. So that was fun. 
And then this weekend, I'm going to Maine. One of my college friends has a house up there, and we're doing like a holiday e weekend, and we're doing like a big secret Santa. And I'm very excited for like cozy Maine things. I feel like Maine would be the perfect place to have a holiday weekend. Yes, I'm very much picturing us like sitting by a fire while it gently snows outside, sipping hot toddies. That's my vision. Oh, I love that for you. What about you? What's your high? Um, I think I should just like say my highs and my lows together. Okay. Because my high was um, I have one high, a big high, and a little high. My high was Thanksgiving. You know, for the last, I think I said this last week maybe, but for the last twenty two years, I've traveled for Thanksgiving to you know be with my family and what have you. And this was the first Thanksgiving where like my mom just picked me up for dinner and we went over there and like had a great time. Um, and it was just. It was really nice to just like live so close and get to just like stroll over to my parents. I also brought Zoe the pony cycle unicorn. If you don't know what this is, it's on my blog in the Aunt Life gift guide. This sparked so much joy. So I I will tell. That was my high of your Thanksgiving was watching Zoe. It's like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a bicycle that looks like a unicorn. And the way that it moves or goes faster is the kid has to like bop up and down. So it makes the child look like they're like bouncing, like cantering, riding a horse. (laughs) It's so freaking cute. My sister was upset with me at first because it was expensive and it's big. It's big. And she was like, this is living at mom and dad's house. But earlier this week, she texted and was like, I think we'll take the unicorn. Like, I think that we want it back. And I was like, okay, so that was that was a win. The unicorn is winning winning over hearts and minds. She was just so cute. And then when she was tired, she like sat, just sat down on it because we brought it back in the house. And she was like ready for bed. She like sat on the unicorn and just like wrapped her arms around its neck and like hugged it. She was and so was cute like, with it. <laughs> I think that for kids like – so Zoe's birthday is October 27th. And then there's Thanksgiving and then there's Christmas. And she gets – Everyone obviously piles on the birthday gifts, Christmas gifts. I'm like, I think I'm going to give her like a great Thanksgiving present every year. So like breaks through the clutter. It's like something like she's because, you know, when they're that age, they like get annoyed at one point at some point with opening all the presents. So I think she's going to get Thanksgiving gifts. And then I'm going to go through my low and then my little mini high. Hello is I have not left my house since Thanksgiving. I have the cold from hell. Like I had a mild cold like the past, I'd say two to three weeks. Like it's just, it's been kind of lingering and I've been taking it easy, but like not really. I've still gone out. I've still like had a drink or two when I do go out. And after Thanksgiving, I like Friday could not get out of bed. I um just felt so sick. Um, this cough is terrible. It feels like there's like little robots with knives inside my chest, like pounding on it. I've had so many COVID tests that I can't even like begin to explain how many COVID tests I've had just from being around un- my unvaccinated niece and everything. And before that, traveling to go see Jeff and it's not COVID. I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's just the cold from hell, like just horrible coughing. Like can't stop blowing my nose. Mucinex helps. I don't want people to DM me with medical advice because by the time this drops, I'll probably be better. But um, a lot of soup, a lot of fluids, and just total rest. Like I haven't been doing anything socially. I've had no alcohol. 
I've canceled all of my training appointments, which sucks because I've been making so much progress. And now I'm like, oh, like now it's like I'm going to go like two weeks without exercising. It's also my busiest time of year for work. Like I have sponsored Instagram stories going up pretty much every day. So I'm just like, we're just going to do our best and see what happens. But a mini high of that is something I've noticed in Charleston that we never did. Like I remember like when one of us would be sick, like buying Alex like Pedialyte and stuff after she got her vaccine or like being like, do you need soup or something if someone's sick? But here people just like go above and beyond. Like I think it's because they have cars. Like when I had strep throat, my friend Molly brought me this like amazing homemade bone broth. And then this time my friend Rebecca like picked up this amazing. Um, so her neighbor has this incredible Vietnamese restaurant in Mount Pleasant. I tagged them in my story. I forget the name. But she brought me this amazing pho and like this great salad. And I just like, I don't know. I was just so grateful. It was so kind of her to do that. I was like, like. I don't know. I can obviously like Postmates or Uber Eats, anything, but it's just so thoughtful when someone like comes to your door with soup. My mom also made me soup. So I've got a lot of good soups. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad that people are taking care of you, but I'm sorry that you're sick. Yeah. It's just like, it's the worst cold I've had in my life. Like, and I've had a lot. I get, I always get a cold like every winter. Like, I don't know. I feel like I wonder if you got it indirectly through Zoe because I feel like everyone I know who has young children, their families have just been like stricken down with some like super virus that is going around like schools and daycares through the kids. Well, that was the thing. Like Rebecca came and like dropped this off and she was like her. So her daughter's name Grace and she was like, we had this. It lasted a month. There's like one week where it's really bad and then it's just like this lingering cold that won't go away. And so um, I hope that I'm through the worst of it. But Everyone who has kids has said that. And um, I've been getting a lot of DMs being like, something's going on in the South. And then the weirdest thing was like, I, I am resting. But one thing I did do was like go through all my beauty products and do like a big clean out. And I always like every two months will bring like the front desk a big bag of stuff just because they love it. And like our concierge, Jesse James, has um, his, I was going to say girlfriend, his fiance. Um, like loves beauty products. So I always bring like a big bag of stuff. I went out there and it was a ghost land. There was one person working and he was like, everyone is sick. And he was like, so stay away from me. I mean, I wear my mask and everything. I was like, here, these are for you, but like, don't get too close. And he was like, everyone's home sick today. It was like, usually there's like, you've been, there's usually like three or four people out there. It's like a very happy lobby. Like everyone's so cheerful. There was no one there. Everyone's just like really, everyone's just really sick. So I feel like we're having our own like mini pandemic of like the worst cold in the world. Oh, I'm not jealous. I do think you are right though, because it did get, I had like a a small cold. And then when I went to special friend day at Zoe's school, it was all outside. So I didn't think much of it. It's been worse since then. Oh, well, should we take a quick little ad break and then get into some holiday talk? Yes. So today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. It's no surprise to me why they're America's number one meal kit. So I think we can all agree that the holidays are hectic. And I just got home from Thanksgiving in Arizona, and then I turn around again on Friday and head up to Maine. And the last thing I want to do is go grocery shopping or spend any brain power on meal planning. 
But HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes that cut down on meal prep and cleanup so I can spend as little time as possible in the kitchen and still feed myself something healthy. Each meal comes together in around 30 minutes or less. They also have over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet options. So there's always plenty of variety. Also, I learned something new about HelloFresh recently, and it's that their ingredients travel from the farm to my door within a week. So even though I'm opting for convenience, I'm not sacrificing on quality. And I get to skip those long holiday lines at the grocery store, which is a huge win. So my plan of attack with HelloFresh is usually to get one old favorite and one new-to-me recipe, but this time I did all new ones. And so I got – first I got the Cajun crispy chicken sandwiches because I always pick anything that's spicy. And oh my god, this was so good. It was like restaurant-worthy. It's honestly a little dangerous knowing I can make something this good in my own kitchen. And then I got the one-pan pork fajita lettuce wraps. And they were so good and they felt pretty healthy. And the one pan angle really appealed to me because I don't have a dishwasher. Uh, And I love that if you're less comfortable in the kitchen, they have step-by-step photo instructions, which makes trying something new easy and stress-free. So if you're ready for an easier, more delicious dinner, go to HelloFresh.com slash BOP14 and use code BOP14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash BOP14 and use code BOP14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. I wish I could use this because I want to know what the gifts are. So if you do use the code, tell me about the gifts and about what you ate. All right, let's get into this episode. So let's talk about holiday plans this year. I mean, I feel like I've got the holiday plans and I think you should come to my family's holiday plans, but... I also understand wanting to stay in New York because it's such a great time of year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing this year for the actual – for Christmas proper. Like, look, I'll just say this at the top of this conversation. Like, shout out to anyone with a complicated family situation, whether, you know, you've lost your parents or are estranged from your family or are too far from your family and you can't travel to them for some reason. Like, I feel you. Like, just as a quick aside, like, my mom died when I was 15, and my aunt and uncle adopted me, and they got divorced when I was in college, and I used to alternate holidays between my aunt and my uncle, and my uncle passed away a few years ago, which if you're an OG listener, you you probably, like, heard me go through that, and my aunt works at a hospital, so she has to work at least one holiday. So this year, she has to work on Christmas, and so I spent Thanksgiving with her, and then on Christmas, I'm kind of just, like, on my own. Yeah, I'm usually like without family for like at least one of the holidays every year. And yeah, like it sucks. And I totally hear you if you're like looking at everyone who has like this perfect nuclear family and is like posting all these happy Instagrams. Like I I feel you. So the short answer is that I'm not sure what I'm doing for Christmas. I feel... I don't feel very in the Christmas spirit this year. Like, not that I feel depressed or anything, but I'm just like, I don't know. So I'm, I know that I have an open invitation to come to spend Christmas with you. And I have an open invitation to go to Rachel's parents' house. And right now, I feel like what I want to do is just stay in New York, even though I feel like everyone's like, that's, that's depressing. Go do something. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I kind of just want to stay here. It's more about the season than the actual day. And, I'm like, 
closing in on the end of my first draft of my book. So I just want to like finish that by the end of the year. And like, I don't know. I think if I had to choose right now, I would just stay in New York. I mean, I have other exciting holiday plans outside of actual December 25th, but I don't know that I care about it this year. I don't think that's depressing. I think that owning it and doing what you want is really good. It's always hard because it's like hard to know how you'll feel on the actual day. Yeah. Where like right now I'm like, I won't care, but I'm like, will I, will I wake up on the 25th and be like, oh, I care. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You can't ever forecast that. Pitch me on your Christmas. What are you doing? Well, now I feel bad because like – No, I, feel I don't like want to make like, anyone feel bad. I'm that person with the, ag- with the nuclear family being like, yay. I just want to acknowledge because I feel like, you know, I don't I don't want to post a selfie of myself and be like, kind of depressing over here. So I feel like, you know, that stuff doesn't get shared because like social media is a highlight reel. Yes. And I feel like people don't talk about that or share that as much. So like if anyone else is experiencing this, like I feel you. Yes, Absolutely. My plan is to continue the theme of not traveling for the holidays and going to my parents. My dad's going to cook a feast. My youngest sister is not coming home. She's still really nervous about the Delta variant and also like traveling with two kids. Like, so that's four plane tickets is a lot. So that's a bummer. Like, I just really wish we could all be together, but I am so excited to have, you know, the, the same usual crew, my, my, my parents, my sister, her husband, Miss Zoe, and then um, my brother-in-law's mother is also joining us, Julia. Oh, nice. That's so fun to have like a little kid in the family too because I feel like that just changes the vibe of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. This will kind of be like the first Christmas that she like gets it, won't it? I think so. Like I was asking her the other day if she's excited for Santa to come and she was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> okay. She's a tough customer. She likes no a lot right now. So I don't know. I was like, are you excited for presents? Yes. <laughs> so we'll see. She's she's very funny. So that I th- I'm hoping I, th- I told you this. I don't have any plans like right now. I'm just trying to like be patient and not like attack my boyfriend with like, what are we doing? When is it like blah, 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 blah. It's looking like we might be in New York for the opera the 19th. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm working on being a, like a, just a patient, calming presence because he has a lot going on in his life. So I'm hoping to come to New York like maybe the 18th through the 23rd and see you, see friends. That would friends. be perfect. Yeah. So we'll see. Don't get excited because my whole mantra is like don't get too excited to me, to myself because I'm like otherwise I'll be sad. I mean if it doesn't happen, maybe I'll come on my own. I was going to say, you should just come anyway, and you should get the tickets to the opera, and I'll go with you, or like, yeah, do holiday things. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm hoping it works out. But it's, it, I think I feel like this is so clo- close. It's not actually that close. Today is the 30th, right? So it's, yeah. like tw- it's like 20 days away, and the problem is, is that this weekend I've been sick, and I did all my Christmas shopping, and not all of it, like 80%. I wrapped most of the gifts. Like, I in my boredom, like did a lot. So it feels like Christmas is like tomorrow. And so I'm getting very restless, but I have to remember this is actually not that far away. I just like to have like better visibility on my, on my calendar. Did you decorate? Are you going to decorate? Okay. So that's another thing because my mom and I had a whole date plan to go get my tree the Friday after Thanksgiving. And I was like, I can't move. So I got really depressed about it, to be honest. I was like, I'm not going to decorate because, like, what the hell is even the point? Like, by the time I feel better, it's going to be this weekend maybe. And this weekend, the other part of being sick is 
Sarah, my cousin's visiting me and um, she's going to stay with me and I need to be better for that. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I'm better. If she's not, she's not, she's going to have to like stay with my sister or my parents. And both of those aren't fun places to stay because you can't really walk anywhere the way you can Mm. downtown. So I wouldn't be able to go get a tree this weekend is what I'm saying. So it would have to be like early next week. And then it's like, it's December 8th, call it. And then it's like, what's even the point if it's up for two and a half weeks? So my mother sent me the nicest text today. She was like, First, she was like, do you have a Christmas tree stand? And we've discussed this, that I don't have one. And I was like, no, I don't have one. And she's like, okay. She's like, well, dad and I are going to get you a tree. And so like I almost cried because this is such a stupid thing to be depressed about. But I've been literally haven't left my house in five days. And I'm just like sick and wallowing in my own self-pity at this point. And when she was like, we're going to get you a tree, I like almost cried. I'm like tearing up about it now. That's So, so nice. I am going to decorate. I'm going to have a tree. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I have my I have my holiday candles out. <laughs> you know I love my candles. I've been on the fence about whether I was going to decorate because I feel the same way. I was in Arizona. I'm going away this weekend. Then I have friends visiting the next weekend. And I have so many weeknight plans that I'm like, there's not really – last night I, I was like, I didn't want to do anything. But I think I've talked myself into it that I want to decorate because it makes me so happy to sit in my living room and to like just like have no lights on and to just have the tree on and to And the way it smells. I have a fake tree, so I don't get the smell. But I have a great Christmas tree candle. But Okay. I need the real thing. It makes me really happy. So I think I'm going to do it. I might actually do it tonight. We'll see. Or if not, I think I have like one night next week without plans. And even if it only is up for part of the month, like – it makes me so happy and I'll, I don't care. I'll leave it up through like the first week of January to get time out of it. Yeah. No, I I always end up leaving mine up for the first week too. It just was like, am I going to go? I think for me, like I don't want a fake tree. I want a real one with the smell and everything. And that also comes with a lot of mess. So besides the decorating process, it's like, do I want to deal with a cat who might climb this thing? The, the, the pine needles, like, I mean, I was moving out of my apartment in April and found Christmas needles in like from like years past. That's why I don't want to do it because I I live on a third floor. The the hallways and the stairwell are pretty narrow. Like I just feel like it would get so busted up. There would be pine needles everywhere by the time it even got into my apartment. Yeah, I hear that. So I used to have, and I don't know if they make it anymore. I used to have this reed diffuser from Pier One. I found it one year and I haven't been able to find it since it smells like a Christmas tree, but it's like subtle enough that it's not cloying. But it, I used to just put it behind my real Christmas tree and then it made it smell like a Christmas tree. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, I'll have to look online and see if I can find it this year. Yeah. Do you decorate beyond getting a tree or is it, is it the tree your primary decor? The tree is my primary decor. You know what I really want? And I meant to get it and I I just totally, I totally dropped the ball is – there's this company, This it's an Etsy shop. It's out of the UK called Fat Pom Poms, and they make like yarn pom-poms, and they have these incredible kooky wreaths. Oh, and fine. I really wanted to get a wreath and put it on my front door, um, and I just – I totally dropped the ball. So, yeah. yeah, I'm usually just the tree – I have a couple like Christmas sweaters that I'll, I'll wear, but like I don't have any like Christmas home decor 
I do have a Christmas nightlight that I used to put out in my old apartment, but there's not really anywhere for me to put it in this apartment. Yeah. But yeah, it's mostly just the tree. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about holiday food. Best part of the holidays. What are your do you have like family holiday recipes or like things that just like get you into the the holiday spirit? Well, on Christmas, my dad usually makes lamb and he like his lamb is the best. It was, you know, on the menu at the restaurant. It, it's so freaking good. It's usually like a rack of lamb. Um, I'm hoping he does that this year because that really always gets me in the spirit. But whatever he makes is always good. Like some years he's done like steak au poivre, which is not holiday y at all, but it's delicious. You talking about your dad's cooking like is making me reconsider if I'm coming. Yes. We'll see by the end of this episode. The thing that really gets me in the spirit is my grandfather's eggnog recipe. It's, there's actually that recipe is on my blog if you use the search. And I, I'll put it on stories the day that this episode goes live. But Is it it's, spiked eggnog or is it Isn't that the only way to have it? No, I mean, you, I can, get, you can have like regular eggnog. That's weird. Ours oh. is very boozy. <laughs> oh, okay. It, ours is like – it's like boozy whipped cream and it's so fucking good. Ooh. So – my dad, my parents, when they had the restaurant, every year they would make a big batch of it and bring it out to customers who, like, they'd do two seatings, like an early seating and then a late seating, and they would bring it out to the later seating. And I would also get, always have some, I mean, once I was of legal age, or maybe when I was in college, like, when I think I probably was allowed to have it, like, once I was in college, like, at, like, 19 years old, underage drinking, whatever. Um, so this eggnog is so strong. It's so good. It's super boozy. You you have to really start making it like the day before. It's the greatest thing in the world. Again, the recipe is on my blog. I can't even remember what's in it. It's got like rum. It's got bourbon. It's got heavy whipping cream. It's got eggs, like which is real eggnog. But the big tradition is that we had it every year when the restaurant at the end of the of the like restaurant shift. Then we would usually have leftovers and have it the next day. And I mean like one cup like is like you feel like one little cup. You, and it's also so thick you eat it with a spoon. So it's like just – it's just super delicious and decadent but also strong. Like it's like taking a shot. I love it so much. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I hope that my dad makes that this year because I'm not as good at making it. Like I tried – I'm just not very strong. Like I can like do the air up in my hair, but like I can't whisk whipped cream like that way to make it like all fluffy and delicious. I also don't have enough room in my fridge, but um, it's so good. Um, And then the other two things that I can remember, it's really eggnog and lamb. The other two things which are more quick, I won't gush about them the way I gushed about the eggnog is um, thumbprint cookies. We just always made them as a kid, which is like those hazelnut cookies which are then topped with like a little dollop. You you stick your thumb in them and then put raspberry jam in them. Or um, trash mix, which I learned about in college, which is like the Chex mix with powdered sugar and chocolate and peanut butter. And you like put it in a bag and you shake it. We called that Muddy Buddies. Oh, funny. Yeah, we called it trash mix. There was like a recipe on the Chex box and I think it was called Muddy Buddies. Oh, well, somehow it got distorted into – but those are so good. There's another name for it too. Oh, I haven't had those in – years. It's oh, puppy chow is the other name. Oh, for I've it. heard puppy chow. They're so good. Oh, I want that. I haven't had that in so long. Maybe I'll make that this month at some point. Yeah, you know I'm not. We used to have that at sleepovers when I was a kid. Yeah, we used to make it. Well, not I was older when I discovered it, but we made it made it in college and would eat it like in huge containers. And I'm not even really a big sweets person. Like if I'm 
Like I'd rather have a cheesy snack, but I love it. Oh, so good. Yeah. What are yours? So definitely stuffing, which I guess is more of a Thanksgiving food, but just feels very holiday-y that I only have at this time of year. And so I I was in Arizona for Thanksgiving and we did a restaurant Thanksgiving this year. So I made stuffing before I went because I was like, I need to have stuffing to like have it feel like the holidays. I use this recipe from Epicurious. We'll have Maddie link it in the show notes and I make it homemade. And I, oh, stuffing is like a Q4 food for me for sure. And the other thing is I haven't had these in a really long time. And they're honestly not my favorite Christmas cookies, but they're like the Christmas cookies that remind me most of childhood and like family is Anjanetti's, which are like these little blobby cookies that have, I think it has like star anise in it. So they're like a little bit licorice a little bit orangey also. They might have like orange peel or something in them. And then they have like icing and sprinkles on them. I've anyway, had those. Gr- I don't like them. No, I, I don't love them, but they very much remind me of my childhood. I get the nostalgia, um, yeah. I was like, that yeah. doesn't sound like something you would like either. Because like no, licorice. it isn't. Yeah. It isn't. Grossy Pelosi has a recipe for them on his website because he's also from Southern Connecticut. We're from like not the same place, but from like a similar place. And it's like a very traditional Italian recipe. So those always remind me of childhood. And I've made them a few times in my adult life. And again, I don't love them, but I'm like, they really remind me of childhood. That's kind of how I feel about the thumbprint cookies, actually. Like, I don't really think cookies are worth it if they don't have chocolate. But um, there's this nostalgia. Yeah. The other thing is chocolate dipped pretzels. When I was a kid, we always used to make chocolate dipped pretzels for gifts for, you know, random people like, you know, teachers or like the mailman, which living in New York, that would be very weird to give your mailman food. But like, I would be like, is this safe (laughs) if I were him? But anyway, we would always make these chocolate dipped pretzels with like, you know, those melting chocolate discs. And then we'd like dip them and like do all different toppings and sprinkles and whatever. And it was like a really fun activity too when I was a kid. And a few years ago, I had people over and I did like a, I guess a, a chocolate dipped pretzel party. We were very tipsy and we made such a mess. It was so messy, but it was really fun. Why wasn't I invited? When I say a few years ago, I mean like 10 years ago because I still lived in Boston. Okay. I was like, that sounds really fun and I would have liked to be included. No, like, I didn't know you yet. Crafts and snacks together. Yeah, but um, maybe I'll do it again at some point. It was really, really fun. And you like, you can get the red chocolate and the green chocolate and like, oh, you know, wow. You know, you like drizzle and like, yeah. Make- things and like all kinds of like weird sprinkles so and they're delicious oh i just thought of another one because of what you said peppermint bark like their homemade peppermint bark is the greatest yes i think i have a recipe for that on my blog too i I love making it from scratch but i want somebody to make it and i want some maybe i'll make it this year what about um holiday memories I struggled with this one. And again, I I don't want to be depressing. And I feel like maybe it's just that I'm like too busy and like don't have a lot of just I'm a little blocked. But I was like, I just like can't think of any specific memories. Like I had really happy Christmases when I was a kid and I like, but just like nothing stands out to me. The two things that stood out to me of like Christmas traditions or like really happy holiday memories is is we always did a seafood dinner on Christmas Eve. Um, My uncle family is like super Italian. And so usually they do Feast of the Seven Fishes. And we didn't do we didn't do seven fishes, but we would always do like a seafood dinner on Christmas Eve. And I loved that. 
And then the other thing that really stuck out to me is there used to be a Christmas store in our town and it was like a Christmas wonderland. And my aunt loved this store so much. She was like their number one customer. And she had like Christmas villages and like all like she decorates, not just like the tree, but like the whole house. My mom does that too. Yeah. Like thinking about her love of this Christmas store that I can't even remember the name of, but it was like the store was insane. It was very fun to go to. That's great. But we had one like that in our town. Actually, like, you know how I like to like make things and try and sell them to local stores as a child. I made all these ornaments and tried to get Father Christmas to stock my my line of ornaments when I was like 12. We were politely declined. <laughs> That's but so cute. I loved that store. What are yours? I have a lot. I mean, first of all, like we always all as a family worked in the restaurant pretty much through college. And then once I got like a real job after college, I kind of got out of it. But I always waited tables or when I was younger, I was a food runner or a bus girl. Um, I'd help out as a kid in the dish room because things were so busy. Sometimes I would help my mom hostess. One year, my mom broke her arm, and last minute, I had to host this, and it was the hardest ever, like after not doing it for years. But we always worked a lot in the restaurant. Not Christmas Day. We took Christmas Day off, but we were open Christmas Eve. And then now that we don't work on Christmas Eve, we have a big family dinner on Christmas Eve, and my dad makes the same thing that your uncle would make, the seven fishes thing. Oh, he does all seven fishes? I'll tell you, Becca, I hate it. I um, What does he make? Like Chipino? Yeah. Like – a big stew with like seven different types of fishes in it. You don't like it? I don't think that fishes and seafoods should be combined in the same dish. I realize that this is not a popular opinion. Like paella, like I just think that it should be one fish at a time. Like I could <laughs> I can eat them okay, separately. Fish police. I don't want them touching or like mashed up in the same bowl. So this has been a new tradition and um my dad does not like that I do not like it. So I try and like gracefully pick out one thing at a time so I'm not getting bites with things touching, but I don't like it. I I don't yeah. support you on this opinion. Completely realize it's not a um, popular opinion, but we all have our food things. And I just don't like different cooked seafoods touching or like in the same dish. Like I would totally eat seven different fishes separately, but not for me. And then little things like stockings were always super important in our family. Like my grandmother would, first of all, she made us these beautiful fabric stockings. And then every year she would fill them up for us and mail them down. And we would mail the empty stockings back to her. But she was so creative and crafty and would like, I think there was chocolate dip pretzels in there. And just like little things that she made us or found for us throughout the year. My mom is the same way. She put so much effort and thought into stocking stuffers. I swear she probably starts shopping for them like all like early, early in the year because it's just always little things that you want. We also always got a clementine and gold chocolate coins in the foot of our stockings. In Christmas movies, we always watch It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas. And also, um, I left this off my list, but Miracle on 34th Street, like my dad really loves old movies and like definitely passed that on to all of us. And then lastly, it's a random thing, but my aunt Debbie is an amazing calligrapher. And I just thought of this because she sent me a Thanksgiving card the other day and it had her beautiful calligraphy on it. But I just always remember like opening up presents from her with my name in that beautiful calligraphy. Oh, that's nice. So those are my my strongest Christmas memories. 
So let's take a quick ad break. So today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And as I've already said a few times in this episode, the holidays can be hard. And maybe you're extra stressed or maybe you're dealing with the loss of a loved one and the holidays are making that extra hard. Or maybe you're having trouble setting boundaries with your family. And, you know, real life holidays aren't always as wonderful as Hallmark movies make them seem. And I totally get that. And BetterHelp might be able to help you. So if you're looking to pinpoint or address anything that interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who may be able to help. They make it really, really easy too. So first, you're going to fill out a simple online questionnaire that assesses your needs. Then they're going to ask you about your age, your relationship status, your past experiences with therapy, and what you're looking to address. Um, And then from there, they're going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist all in under 24 hours. Then you will just choose how you want to interact with them. And I love this because you can message them anytime, no scheduling needed, or if it's more your style, you can have phone or video sessions. It's really all about finding what works best for you. And we love that it's not one size fits all. They have counselors who are specialized in specific issues like stress, anxiety, relationships, parenting, addictions, eating, sleeping, trauma, family conflict, LGBT matters, self-esteem, and more. All told, they have over 20,000 licensed professional therapists. And what's great is that they're committed to facilitating great matches. So if your first therapist isn't a fit, they make it free and easy to switch if you need to. And anything you share is always confidential. Best of all, it's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash paper. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bad on paper. Let's talk about fun New York-y things. I always get asked this in Q&As. What are your favorite Christmas things to do in New York? I mean, definitely the department store windows. Like, they're just so magical. I love seeing what each of the stores comes up with. It's wonderful. I love going to see the tree. I'll tell you, I... I used to like get really into it and like go to the opening where they would put it up and everything. It's it's way too chaotic for me the now. The crowds are so so overwhelming. Yeah, not for me. But um it's really nice to go ice skating under the tree. I've never done that. Oh, it's so fun. I love ice skating. Nobody wants nobody ever wants to go ice skating with me. Oh, I like skating. If I'm feeling better and I can handle the cold and I do come to New York, I'll go skating with you. Okay, I would love that. I haven't ice skated in years, so I hope I still can, but I used to love it. Have you ever seen the movie Serendipity? Yeah. It's one of my all-time favorite holiday movies, which I just – now I can add that to my list because I didn't have a lot of holiday movies. But all the things that they do in that, like getting the frozen hot chocolate, going to the department stores, going ice skating. Uh, losing your glove and falling in love with John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. you Losing your glove and falling in love. <laughs> all of it. Besides that, I also love the Union Square, Square Farmers Market. There's also one in Bryant Park. They have such like fun, little, unique finds, and you're supporting small businesses while you're shopping. So like, spend all your money. No, just kidding. But like, it's a fun place to find gifts. Um, and then when I do that, I'd always get a hot cider, which oh, I, I miss hot cider. And then going Christmas shopping like uptown, and then going to Bemelmans or like the bar at the Mark afterwards, and just being a fancy lady. There's something great about going to a hotel bar around the holidays because they have, you know, they're usually decorated and yeah. it feels fun. I went last year to the Baccarat Hotels. Oh, yes. Bar 
uptown when I had my like Christmas day and it was so fun. They had like great Christmas decorations. Yeah, that one's really good. The bar at the plaza is really good. And then I'd say Bemelman's at the Carlisle or the bar at the Mark. It's funny. We have totally different Christmas things. So my two Christmas things in New York that are like my must do's. First, have you been to Rolf's? Yes. So I have, but it's amazing and it's so fun. But I don't think that the food or the drinks are very good. No, they're not. It has nothing to do with it. It's also just such a scene. It's such a scene. Rolf's is a German restaurant. It's in Gramercy Park. It is. And it's decorated like this all year round. So if you don't like crowds, you can go in February and it would still be like this. I've gone like in the off times. Yeah. Like every square inch of wall and ceiling space is covered with like fake pine and Christmas ornaments and icicles. And like it is Google it. Like it is insane. And so it's like a Christmas themed bar. It's Christmas themed all year round. It's a German restaurant. To Grace's point, the food is it's bad, expensive and mediocre. Yeah. And then the drinks are like you could get like they have these giant um, goblets and like they have like, you know, eggnog cocktails are like hot apple cider cocktails, but they're not good. No, they're very bad. Just get a vodka soda and like maybe try and get it in one yeah. of the fun mugs. <laughs> You're kind of just there for for the experience, but I love it. Yeah. So Rolf's is one of my must do's. And then the other is seeing the Nutcracker. And I just bought tickets to go see the Nutcracker. Well, actually, when this airs, it'll have been the night last night. I'll have seen the Nutcracker. Oh, fun. Who are you going um, with? Rachel and Allie and then Allie's other friend, Rachel. Fun. Um, and then we're going to do like cocktails before or something. And Allie wants to get really dressed up. I'm so excited. I love the Nutcracker. It's I love the Nutcracker always because I I danced as a kid and I just – it reminds me of that. But – Seeing the New York City Ballet do it is so special because it is, oh my God, it is so incredible. Like they are so talented. It's like an athletic feat in addition to like an artistic performance. It really is. I haven't, I don't think I've seen the New York Ballet, but we used to always go in Boston. My parents would drive up from Cape Cod and we would go, um, I, I think like right after I'd finished work for the night. Oh, you have to. And also like the theater where it is in New York is so, like the, the theater is so beautiful. So it's just like such a great great experience. Oh, I love that. What about gifting? I feel like that's what people need help with. Yeah. Do you have any like gifts that are your go-tos? And also I want to know what's on your Christmas list this year. Okay. Well, first of all, shameless plug because I have spent so many hours working on these. Um, by the time this episode drops, all of my gift guides will be live on my blog. So go there and check them out. But in terms of go-tos, I try and think about personality. A thoughtful ornament is a go-to. Like if you go to Furbish Studio, Furbish is one of my favorite little stores for gifts. Um, it's a small business. The owner, Jamie Mears, is amazing. They have really like the best selection of just funny ornaments. They also have great needlepoint pillows. Like I forget, I got Alex a great needlepoint pillow last year because she got me the Jonathan Adler one that said internet famous, like because she likes to make fun of my job. And then... um I forget what I got her, but it was perfect. And this year, Furbish has even more needlepoint pillows that I just, I want them all. So something like that. I always think it's really nice to get someone a gift that can be shared. I do too. Examples like that. I got my, since my dad doesn't listen, I got him this beautiful like carved wood Jenga set, which is kind of inspired by my birthday party and how he was pulling out the champagne glasses like Jenga. (laughs) 
But also, like, one year I got my family, like, six bottles of Domaine Serene, which is our favorite Pinot Noir. It's, it's, you know, it's like $80 a bottle. So I was like, this is our gift that we're going to drink all holiday season. And we loved it. And we drank it together. And everyone in, in my family, like, really appreciates a nice bottle of wine. So that was really fun and special. In the past, I got a boyfriend, um, Billy Joel, tickets, which was super fun because I had never been either. So we got to experience that together. In terms of gifts for me to get, I have so much access to free clothes and beauty products. I'm not saying that to brag, but like I generally don't really want a lot of presents because I have so much stuff. Like I'm constantly – like I just gave my sister six cashmere sweaters because my closet is out of control. So I – don't really like a lot of presents. Like I I say like, you know, give to charity in my name or get me a nice bottle of wine or a good candle. Um, I know it's boring or, or like let's go to dinner or like my parents used to always give me gift certificates to almond in New York, which was like one of my favorite restaurants. Oh, I love almond. I don't have anything on my Christmas list this year. I don't know what I'm going to tell my family. Like sometimes I'm like, give me cashmere socks. Like I love cashmere socks and they, and they do wear out over time. So you do need new ones. I did spoil myself a little bit this year. I, I've said this before. I um tend to give myself little holiday bonuses when I meet goals. I did buy myself a pair of new earrings, and I bought myself the necklace that I had told you that I wanted, the Brent Neal one with the number eight. Mm-hmm. I have the smaller um, G pendant with a little diamond in it, and now I have the eight, which is longer, and the chain, so you can wrap it around so it looks layered, and then I wear it with the G too, and it just – it's my lucky number. I've just always loved the number. I feel like – well, I can't tell you what I'm getting anyone for Christmas this year because I'm not sure who might be listening. But I always try to do something personal to like the person and their interests. I kind of feel like I might switch – for some of my friends that have kids, I might switch from getting them presents to getting their kids a present. Because it's like I used to go nuts when my – like when family friends or somebody would get me a present, you know, like I remember I got my first Barbie from like a family friend or something and I was like, oh my God. So it's like, I kind of just like, I think it's fun to be that person. So, you know, that's one thing I'm thinking of, but like for generic gifts, I guess my two go-tos would be, I do give a candle. I always remember you talking about your friend who was like, that's so extremely offensive to like get a single woman a candle. Oh my God. And so I love getting a candle. So now I always have like, just minor anxiety about giving somebody a candle. I'm like, I hope it, this doesn't offend you. But like, I feel like that's like a great generic gift. And I like to give the ones from Brooklyn Candle Studio because it's a local business. Also, I, the price point is good. Like, I think they're around $25. So, you know, you can get like somebody a couple or it's like not going to break the bank if you're getting like, you know, somebody who's not like a best friend yeah. a gift. And they have a good Christmas tree candle too. Although I guess that might be awkward to give somebody a Christmas tree candle because then Christmas is over. They have one called Montana Forest, which is slightly less Christmassy, but still piney. They have a great rose candle. I like the apple cider one for fall, but they have all sorts of scents, and I really like those. And they have little samplers, too, which are cute. Um, and then my other go-to is Barefoot Dream Socks. Like, they are just, to me, like the coziest socks. And I feel like, you know, who doesn't need that? I always love getting socks. I think it's a, that's a great gift. Yeah. For my Christmas gift this year, the, this is what I told my aunt I wanted. So I don't know how you're going to feel about this. So I want the Ugg Ultra Mini boots. They're like the Uggs that like don't really have that much of a shaft. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm looking them up. I feel like um, like 
Kendall Jenner has been wearing them or like celebrity, like young Gen Z celebrities have been wearing them. But I have decided that I want them for like walks, like cozy shoes that are easy to slip on is like, I'm interested in that. Like I'm, I am not going to wear them out to dinner, but I'm like, yeah, for like errands or for a walk, like I think I'm going to get back into Uggs. Before I moved to New York, I did buy, I mean, before I moved to Charleston, I did buy the Uggs with the wedge inside, which Oh, you, know, you know I like like a little height. You can't tell that there's a wedge. They just look, your legs just look longer. Oh, so it doesn't look like no. It doesn't it look looks like, like a sneaker, regular wedge. Sneakers. No, it looks like a regular old wedge. I mean, UGG, but there's a wedge hidden inside. And I did like those because you know I like a little height, make the legs look yeah. good. But I don't really wear them because it's there's no need here yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll bring them with me. So I'm very excited for those. Okay, and then I. I also want a new travel sleeve for my laptop because I got a new laptop that's bigger than my old one. And so I found this one that I thought was really nice on a website called Leatherology, which I'd never heard of, but I just was Googling laptop sleeves. And they're also customizable. And they have like, you know, neutral colors, but then I the one I'm getting is red. So they have some like brighter colors too. And they have cute monogramming. So I might have to check that out. Yeah, they're a good price point. Like I think the monogrammed one and it's a leather sleeve is like a hundred dollars so it's like not crazy expensive yeah um and they had um they had a black friday discount so i'm sure they'll you know do some other discounts like through the holidays yeah so those are the two things that i want this year nice can we get into my my favorite topic and like the thing i'm most excited to talk about i want to talk about christmas movies and books tell me what are your christmas movies like what are your is there what are the movies that you need to watch every year and also, if there's any new ones that you've either seen or excited for. So on a contemporary note, I love Elf and Love Actually. I mean, everyone loves those two. I'm not really a Hallmark movie person. I um, I try. Like, I really do try. I tried watching that The Princess Switch one you told me to watch when I was sick. I I'm really into them. But for me, it's like a watch once thing. Like, there are very few of them that I would recommend. But, like, I'll watch most of them once. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I would ever want to rewatch any of the ones I've seen. Um, but Elephant Love, actually, I could watch over and over again. Also, The Holiday. I could watch that oh, over yeah. and over again. I watch The Holiday when it's not The Holidays. And also Serendipity, which I haven't seen in forever. And now I realize – I haven't seen that in I, for, forever either. It's on Netflix now, right? I don't know. I'm going to look it up when we finish. That might be my – I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure that's why it's having a resurgence. Oh, I didn't even know it was having a resurgence. I feel I, like I've I've heard more people talk about it than I have in like the past – decade. Oh, funny. I was just thinking about ice skating. Oh, funny. I thought you had like seen it somewhere. No, but I um, I was like, I got to watch that again. Um, And then old movies, A Miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas. Those are like our family favorite tradition movies. And I love them all so much. Like I think I could probably quote all of Miracle on 34th Street to you. Um, It was just like we – watch it over and over again, like sometimes like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then I'm just laughing. Rachel posted the best meme ever the other day. And it was like, if if you want to like see Alan Rickman get punished for what he did to Emma Thompson in Love Actually, watch Die Hard afterwards. And that also made me laugh because I dated a guy who insisted that Die Hard was a his favorite Christmas movie, which always made me laugh. He was a comedian and he was also Jewish, so he didn't have like the Christmas investment we did. But I mean, that's like, I mean, I love Die Hard, but it's just very funny. And then seeing that meme that Rachel posted made me laugh. <laughs> um, 
so I'm with you on some of them. Elf, I have to watch every year on Christmas. Like that's my like watch on Christmas movie. I need to do an annual viewing of Love Actually in the holiday. Also, I feel like The Family Stone is the most underrated Christmas movie. I love The Family Stone. I also sob every time I watch it. I haven't watched it in a while. I need to add that to my list. You told me to watch that. It's so good. It's so good. And I feel like it doesn't get the same hype that some of the other, like, Love Actually in the Holiday do. Okay. And as far as, like, cheesy or Netflix ones that I do recommend that I, like, would watch multiple times, I really like The Christmas Contract, which is a Lifetime one. And I probably like it because it's basically a One Tree Hill reunion with, like, so much of the cast of One Tree Hill. But I think that one's good. There's also a Netflix one called the A Christmas Inheritance, and I like that one too. It's like one that I would rewatch every year. But most of them I'm like, okay, watch it once. I don't need to ever see this again. Okay, but I did compile a list of ones that I'm looking forward to this year or that I've liked this year. So I thought the Princess Switch 3 was the best Princess Switch, which I guess doesn't say – I guess that doesn't say much, but I thought it was good. You turned it off? It was like a Christmas heist. Like they were like, well, what else could we do with three Vanessa Hudgens? Well, I will say that you would also inform me that there was a new episode of the new Gossip Girl. Mm. <laughs> and I prioritized that. But that's fair. I th- I mean, the new Gossip Girl isn't even that good, but I just, I like it anyway. I thought the Christmas switch, the Princess Switch 3 was funny. Um. Oh, there's this movie that comes out on December 2nd. So it hasn't come out in real life, but when the podcast airs, it will. And so maybe it'll be terrible and you'll laugh at me for this recommendation. But there's this one on Netflix called Single All the Way. And it's a gay Christmas movie about a guy who pretends that his best friend is his fiance. And first of all, like at least from the trailer, it looks really funny. And then also um, like Jennifer Coolidge is in it. So I'm excited. I'll yeah. watch that. I'm excited for that one. I want to. I do want to go back and watch the Christmas setup, which is the Lifetime one from last year, the gay Christmas movie with Fran Drescher. I do want to watch that because I missed that. I don't know if I missed it because it was bad or if I missed it because I don't have cable and I don't have Lifetime. But I'm gonna go find that one. Also, there is a movie called The Real Housewives of the North Pole that I'm pretty sure is coming out this year, and I'm pretty sure it's on Peacock. I read part of the script, and it is terrible. It has Kyle Richards in it. I'm I'm definitely going to watch it for sure. These names. The next name that you're for about sure. to say. Oh, also, there's this one, and this is a Hallmark one, and I saw it on Carly's story. And this is this sounds like Carly's ideal. <laughs> yeah, it's called Nantucket Noel. And she did it as part of a sponsored post, like talk about a dream sponsored campaign. Um, so I can't tell if it like actually is something she liked or was a sponsored campaign, but I am going to go seek that one out too. And also, did you know that Lindsay Lohan is filming a Christmas movie? It's it's not out till next year, but I am preemptively so excited. That's wild. Okay. Go Lindsay. I'm excited. Okay. Go Lindsay. I'm here for her comeback. That's so funny. Let's take one more quick break and then let's talk about books. So this episode is brought to you by Prose. Pros is the world's most personalized hair care. And I am so grateful that this podcast brought Pros into my life because it has 100% changed my hair for the better. I've been using their shampoo and conditioner for a year and a half now and am totally converted. I've bought, you know, I got the first bottle for free and I've probably bought it five more times since then. 
So Pros makes every customer a specialized blend of ingredients that's formulated for your specific hair care needs. So you go on their site and you take an in-depth hair quiz, which asks you about your hair type, your styling routine, and also some less expected questions like about your workout routine, your diet, and your zip code so that they can account for environmental factors. And when I took the quiz originally, I told them I wanted to have less frizz when I air dry my hair to go longer between washes and just to overall improve my hair health. And I told you, a year and a half later, they have delivered on all of these goals. Like, I never thought of myself as a good hair person, and I've been exceptionally lazy about getting haircuts during quarantine. I haven't had a haircut since March, but my hair still looks so much healthier than it would otherwise. So it's totally the pros. It's not – it's not – just naturally good hair. And also we have to talk about the scent. I get the Corsica scent and it smells so good. Even a year later, I'm not over it. And they have a really cool review and refine feature, which means that your custom formula gets better the longer you use it. So when you reorder, they ask you how you did relative to your goals and they make tweaks. And best of all, it's risk-free. If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. And I know that everyone is predicting that there's going to be huge supply chain issues with physical goods. So I think getting somebody a pro's gift card so they can make their own formula would be such a good Christmas gift. I did this for my friend Allie last year, and she really liked it. So just planting that idea for you. So pros is the healthy hair care regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash B-O-P. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash B-O-P for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Wait, Grace. Before we get into the matter, I just cannot stop. I'm, I was giggling to myself as you were doing the pros read because you were talking about how their algorithm helps you it get better and better and better. And I was thinking about, I wish they were a podcast sponsor, but do you know Wink, the wine company? Yeah. I have a thing with them. Um, I'm a member. I also do ads with them sometimes, but they have the same kind of algorithm. Like you give feedback on your wine every month and then they make the wine recommendations better. It's so smart. I know. It's so smart that it like, you know, it starts, my first order of pros was good, but like it just continually has like slightly gotten better. I was just laughing because I was thinking about how I love that same thing with my wine as you, you know, do something more wholesome with your shampooing. I'm genuinely I like this is not part of the ad now. Like I'm genuinely such a fan. I know you are. Like if you ever yeah. come take a shower at my house. No, her whole bathroom is which would gross. be weird for most listeners to be taking a shower at my house. But like just trust me. Yes. Can we talk about books? Yes. I don't have a lot to add here. This is like the Becca so, show. No, this is just like I get asked this question so many times and I'm writing a Christmas book now. So I've also like made it my mission to like read more Christmas books and I have a lot of opinions. So my number one, and I think it's your number one too, is One Day in December. Can, I thought it's so sweet. And we have a book club about it from, I think we made it our book club pick last December or maybe it was two years ago. Two years ago. Um, it's a great book. Oh, it's so good. And it's not overly saccharine, which is my problem with a lot of Christmas books. Yeah. I also, I don't, I know that you don't seek out Christmas books, but another one that I really like that you might like is called Christmas at the Island Hotel by Jenny Colgan. And this really reminded me of a Ellen Hildebrand book because it has like a very expansive cast. I think it's part of a broader series of books. And this is just like a Christmas one. So I think like the characters recur throughout this, but it's set on a little island off the coast of Scotland. 
And um, I thought this that one was very cute. And then it's not a Christmas book, but did you read This Time Next Year by Sophie Cousins? No. So Sophie Cousins wrote uh, This Time Next Year, and I think it came out last year, and it's a New Year's book. So it's not quite Christmas, but it's about this girl who was born on New Year's and thinks she always has bad luck. And she was born at the hospital at the same time as this other guy who like leads this very charmed life. Oh, wait, I have read and this. Yeah, it was cute. This was a Christmas book, though? No, it's a New Year's book. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like holiday season. So those are my like recommendations. And then as far as this year goes, what I've read and recommend so far and what I'm going to read this year, the one that I've read and I do recommend is called So This Is Christmas by Tracy Andreen. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's a YA. It's very cute. It's about a girl who goes to an elite boarding school on the East Coast and she fudges her town's website. She's from a town called Christmas, Oklahoma, and she makes it look way better than it is to like impress her classmates. And then one of her classmates brings his aunt there. He's British to have like a traditional American Thanksgiving. And then he gets there and it obviously sucks. And um, this was very cute. I could see this being a very cute like Netflix movie. So I liked that one a lot. I'm also going to read The Christmas Bookshop by Jenny Colgan. And she wrote Christmas at the Island Hotel. So I'm like, I have high hopes for that one. That's her new one from this year. There's also one called Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey. And Tessa Bailey writes like steamy, sexy romances. So I think this is like a steamy, sexy Christmas book. And I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to try that one. And then there's another book called The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. And I originally wasn't going to read this, but I've been seeing it everywhere. So I feel like I'm going to order it just to like check it out. And I've seen it compared to The Holiday. So those are the ones that I'm checking out this year. I've read a lot more than that, but I don't want to poo-poo any because I'm, you know, I just want to tell you the ones that I do like, but yeah, a lot of them are really cheesy. Yeah. Which is my problem with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to not read a lot so that when I read yours, I can be like, this is the only Christmas book you should read. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Stay tuned. Christmas 2023, maybe. (laughs) 2025. No, just kidding. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, book publishing just takes so long. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so afraid that even if I write this book and it's great, people will be so sick of hearing about it by Christmas 2023 because that's so far away. It's like with your new podcast, people are excited because they've been hearing about it. It's just a slow build. I guess so. But that's six months. At what point are they like, I don't care anymore? Well, you're going to finish writing it and you'll be working on other projects. So it'll. I think yeah. there'll be a break. Should we talk about some end matter? Yes. I have an obsession that I feel like you will be into. Yeah, I'm curious about this. Okay, so when I was in Arizona, we stayed at a Fairmont hotel. And I love Fairmont hotels. I particularly like Fairmont hotels because they have Lil Labo Mm -hmm. bath products in their bathrooms. Me too. But in the shower, there was it wasn't Lil Labo branded. It was Fairmont branded. They had this eucalyptus shower spray. And basically, you just spray it into the water or like into the shower just to make the steam eucalyptusy. Grace, I first of all, I didn't know this existed. It was the most luxurious experience ever. I loved it. It was like taking an aromatherapy shower. So I immediately went on Amazon and I bought I just googled eucalyptus shower spray and I bought one. Oh. And so it came and I haven't used it yet. It just came yesterday. But um I'm very into this experience. That sounds like something I'd like. I love um there's a brand called Mifa 
Mifa and Co. has this eucalyptus face mist, and I love it. And I would spray it on my towels, like when I go to the gym and stuff. Oh yeah, or like on my yoga mat at home, and just like it just feels so good in your. I need to find that. I feel like that would be really good right now for like being sick. I'm gonna try this, and if it's good, maybe this will be part of your Christmas present. But like. The shower spray is so nice. It just makes the – I love that. That sounds like something it, I want. It makes it feel like a spa yeah. steam room or something. Ooh, nice. What's yours? Well, the first one is my um, outdoor furniture showed up finally. So I um, – Oh, it is so pretty. It is not at all what I thought it was going to look like based on your description. Well, Restoration Hardware has these really beautiful teak swivel chairs. Mine's called the Marbella. I mean, saying a swivel chair sounds awful, but this is – I mean, this is a main point about them is you can swivel around in them to like see what else is going on. They're not, you know, I have a small patio, so it's nice having swivel chairs so you can kind of get multiple perspectives without moving things. I'm obsessed with them. Jeff helped me pick them out because there's so many kinds and we went with like a lower silhouette, which is nice because there's not a lot of privacy. It's a public facing courtyard, but there are plants. So we're like down low and cozy, but people can't, you're like not in full display to whoever is walking around. So I can sit out there and read. It's too cold right now to do that, but I know I'm going to get a lot of use and enjoyment out of them. And then the other thing is I'm wearing it right now. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story earlier. I've been really into eyeshadow. I posted a reel with the Bobby Brown ones, which are like my holy grail, like everyday go-to's. But um, Krista Robertson, she's like she's a very cute blogger. She's got very preppy style. She has a she actually owns her own business with um where she sells these needlepoint canvases. I think it's called Penny Lynn Designs. Anyways, I was watching her story and people were like blowing up her DMs about this jelly eyeshadow from Jill Stewart Beauty. And I was like, that is the prettiest thing. It looks like Steela Kitten, but it's like this eyeshadow that really does feel like jelly. And you just like tap your fingers on it. And then you tap your eyes and it's so huh. it's so pretty and sparkly. It stays on all day. It doesn't like a lot of sparkly eyeshadows. Like three hours later, I'll have like this sparkle on top of my cheeks. Now, does it stay creamy or does it then like set into like a like a powder or set into like it's, something that's it sets not into like sticky? A powder. Like it just doesn't. It, okay. it honestly doesn't feel like you have anything on once it's dry. It's just like very light and like I guess like a powder. I don't I can't really describe it. It just feels like nothing. But I love it. It's great. It's $20 too. I think it would be a great gift for like your girlfriends because like this color is called Brown Bijou and it's like I think it would look good on anyone. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what about on the book front? What have you been reading? Well, the good thing about being sick, remember how I was like, I'm so busy with work and travel and parties and events that I'm not reading. Now I'm like, all I do is read because I'm self-quarantined. So first of all, I I'm never going to forgive Casey Balsham for making me read If You Tell by Greg Olson. I mean, in fairness, she was like, you don't need to read the book before you come on the podcast. I guess usually what she does is she goes through what happened with the guests and um, then they talk about it. And so when we did our episode, it was kind of like a book club like you and I would do because we went through the whole book and talked about it like chapter by chapter. And I was like so mad that I had to relive it. This is about Shelley Notek. And by the time this drops, my episode with Casey will be out. Her podcast is called Shady Shit. It's amazing. Becca's been on it before. And Casey is like one of our funniest, one of the funniest people that I know. And I love that she's talking about like true crime and all this stuff. But this book is fucked up. It's about child abuse. There's like literally every trigger warning you could ever dream of. I don't recommend this book. Honestly, it was like, I don't ever say this, but it was super, super upsetting and like actually gave me nightmares. So anyways, I read that. I did read like in one day, 
similar to you, I read State of Terror by Louise Penny and Hillary Rodham Clinton. Did you agree with my assessment that it was completely imperfect, but like really addictive? Yes, it was. It was just so not what I would expect from a Hillary book. I thought that a Hillary Clinton book would be perfect. And I kind of love that it wasn't and that there was like little holes in the plot where you're like, what? You know what I also loved? Did you read the acknowledgments? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved the acknowledgments. Me too. Were, and I loved learning like the naming of the characters was for like – Me too. Um, like Hillary had a friend called Ellen and her daughter was Catherine. I don't know. This book is great. It's – I'll tell you, it was sitting on my shelf for a while because I was like, I only want light things or like stupid murdery books. You told me about it and how you read it so it's, quickly. It's also daunting because it's It's big. big. It's fat. It's 500 pages, but the words are kind of big. So like yeah. it goes really quickly. So if you see it and you're in the bookstore and you're like, oh, Hillary Clinton, that's 500 pages. You're like, I don't want that. You might actually want it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I love that. Um, yesterday when I finished reading Greenwich Park by Katherine Faulkner, this is a twisty thriller. So it's about a woman who is like seemingly living the dream life. She's married to this handsome architect. They live in like one of London's poshest neighborhoods. They have everything figured out. They have like, they've been trying for a baby for, like, I think she's had four miscarriages at this point and they're finally pregnant. So there is trigger warnings for both infertility as well as sexual abuse. A girl appears at her, one of her, um, what's it called? Prenatal classes, like classes that you take when you're going to be a new mom. Clearly, this is my mm-hmm. my area of expertise. And so they strike up this unlikely friendship. The girl is much younger. She's like drinking and smoking throughout her pregnancy, whereas the main character is like a little bit more prim and proper and is like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And then it comes like the, the, um, the new friend is like behaving more and more erratically. And it comes out that like she might know this like big secret that could ruin their whole family. This book has it all. It's got an unrelatable narrator. It's got like a new friend that like might be terrible. It's got the handsome husband that might be hiding a secret. Like it's got like every kind of thriller trope you could want. I said this on my Instagram last night. I really do think this is going to be like 2022's girl on the train. Um, It's not out until late January, but I will tell you, a reader messaged me and said that it is actually available on Amazon right now. So if you go to pre-order it, you might actually get your copy now. This is like, I highly recommend this if you like those types of thrillers as much as I do. I, I'm i not usually a thriller person, but I'd seen a lot of buzz for this one. And I read the description and I was like, I'm going to read this. So I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, this one is really good. And I just think it's um, it's going to be like this year's like blockbuster thriller. Maybe I'm wrong. But Based I think on it will be. I've seen some of the gift boxes that they're sending out with it. I'm like the publishers, I think, also believe that. Yeah. they When they reached out to me, they're like, this is going to be one of our biggest titles. But like people say that to me all the time and I never believe it because like I've, mm. I've read some real duds that were told <laughs> that were <laughs> like or DNF them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this is great. How about you? Well, first, before I tell you what I read, I want to tell you about a new book that is coming out by our friend Carly Reardon, who is one of our most popular, most requested past guests. So Carly has been on the podcast twice. Um, She runs a blog called Carly Reardon, and uh, she's at Carly on Instagram. And we would have told you about this when it came out, but we're going to be on hiatus. So I want to tell you about it now. She has a nonfiction book coming out on... December 28th called Business Minded. 
And um, I actually haven't gotten a copy yet, but I'm very excited to read it. It's part uh, like self-help book and part like business school in a book about running a creative business. And um, I know so many people in our audience have like a side hustle business or starting their own thing, um, or maybe you're just curious about how like the influencer world works or, you know, maybe aspire to start something. And I think this book would be great for them. I'm so excited to read it. I think Carly is such a wealth of information. She is like one of the first bloggers. She has so much great experience in the industry. And I think that a lot of people will get a lot out of this book. So what you should do is uh, if you want to help her out, you should go pre-order the book. You can pre-order it from any local indie bookstore. You can pre-order it from bookstore.org. You can pre-order it on Amazon. Um, Pre-orders are so important to authors to help – show publishers that there's interest in their book. So um, if you want to support Carly, go pre-order her book and we'll remind you in January too once it's once it's actually out. So that's that plug. Um, as far as what I read last week, so I told you I started In a New York Minute by Kate Spencer and I was only like 20 pages in last week when we talked. Grace, I read this. This is so good. Um, that's on my list next. I just feel like I needed to read something different from what you're reading because I feel like I've just been following the books <laughs> that you've been reading, not even on purpose, but they've just been up my next books yeah. that I'm going to read too. So I, like between, you know, fake and, um, and state of terror were both like top of my TBR pile and you read them before me. I'm like, damn it. Now I can, like need to read some other books before in a New York minute. Cause <laughs> well, it is so good. Kate is one of the hosts of forever 35 and this is her first fiction book. It's pitched as a love letter to New York. And it's a rom-com, such a cute rom-com, that is about this girl who's like having the worst day of her life. She's just gotten fired from her job. And she ends up like tearing her dress down the back on the subway. And uh, this guy offers her his jacket, his like suit jacket. And other people on the train are like taking photos of it. And it goes completely viral like of people shipping them then they keep like coming back into each other's lives and like running into each other it is very cute it is so well written i am oh i stand this book it is so good so i highly recommend it it's out in march march 15th um so you should definitely pre-order that one as well um so great and then i'm reading right now i'm reading a hanukkah book of which I do not think there are many. It's called The Matzo Ball by Jean Meltzer. And it came out this year. And I was like, just very intrigued by the premise of a Hanukkah book. And so I'm reading it. I, it is cute. I don't love it. I think I'll probably net out around three stars. I think part of the problem is that in September, I just read The Intimacy Experience by Rosie Danan. And that's another book about Judaism another rom-com or romance about Judaism. And it it's just, to me, better than this one. So I'm, I'm struggling with this one a little. I'm going to finish it, but it's not my fave. Okay. So Grace, that's what we've got for people for the rest yeah. of 2021. Yeah. That's we'll a wrap be, on us. We'll be back in early 2022. And um, in the meantime, obviously, like, I mean, I'm all over Instagram and the internet, so you won't miss me, but we'll see you then. See you next year. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.